our special guests, and I hope you're watching now at Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network, Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Our special guest to open up the 8 o'clock hour is somebody who we don't not only consider a friend, we consider a mentor as well, and that is the uh, former president of Yeshiva University, uh, somebody who has um, been involved in Jewish communal life for many, many decades, and whose uh, contributions to this program we always value. And that is President Richard Joel. Thank you so much for being here this morning on JM in the AM. Well, it's a, it's a great pleasure to be here, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to be with you. And since you're two blocks from my home, <laughs> and I don't have really to go to enough. the gym to exercise, uh, uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm a little surprised that they didn't let you into the pizza uh, into the pizza block. But at least you have a, two parking places here. Maybe Very next nice. time. Maybe next time they'll actually let us in. In this case, we're, we're regulated to the outside. Or relegated, rather. It's also um, great that you're in Riverdale. Because I appreciate it's a, that. It's a wonderful community. It's a community people should know about. And uh, it represents uh, so many different facets of the Jewish community. That's very true. I remember Riverdale when I was a student here in the late 70s and early 80s. It's very different today. It's grown considerably, and it appeals to many different aspects and facets of our community. And uh, and it's great to be here this morning. Well, it's wonderful to see you. Uh, the other great to see you. The other night I was uh, reliving in my mind... Um, certain things that had gone on years ago because of a specific person that had chaired an event for us. And I said, wait a second. If I'm not mistaken, President Joel spoke at that event for us. And, of course, I was thinking of the Paris concert where we uh, got together. Oh, sure. What a wonderful, wonderful and important thing you did. For that amazing event. And, and in fact, you did speak in English to this Parisian crowd. We, yes. (laughs) To this Parisian crowd. And with great pride spoke about Jewish unity and spoke about hopeful matters. Uh, It's sometimes difficult uh, the way the world is these days to stay positive and to and to emphasize the good that we have in our community. You did that that night, and it seems you do that very often. I think uh, our creed is to always look at the cup as half full. We wake up in the morning, and the first words we say are "Moda ani," I thank you, and uh, we're alive, and we have opportunity. And there are a lot of shadows now, and uh, some storm clouds, and uh, and culture is under siege. Um, it is not the worst time in human history. Right. In fact, it's probably m- marginally close to the best time in human history. Uh, and I think what differentiates us from the rest of the animal kingdom is that uh, we get to hope. No question about it. President Richard Joel is here. Now, you grew up really close to here, right? I grew up about a mile and a half from here in Yonkers, New York. What was Yonkers like as a Jewish community in those days? Um, we had several shuls, but the notion of a neighborhood where people lived together closely was uh, was unknown. Uh, I was a member of an Orthodox shul in an Orthodox community, but there were only three or four Orthodox people in the four-block area around my home. Uh, I had a 15-minute walk to shul, um, and, uh, uh, you know, the synagogue was the center of life. But uh, but much more diffuse than it is now. Is it similar today, or it's much, much no, different? No, it's much than weaker that. today. Seriously? <laughs> oh yeah, that area yeah, we live in. Yonkers, Yonkers is still going through its transition. Although there's an area in South Yonkers abutting Riverdale um, that has uh, many of the members. It's like a shtetl. Many of the members of the Young Israel 
Ohav Tzedek of North Riverdale. And in fact, there's an area in Yonkers uh, uh, called Ludlow Park, which is just easy walking distance, where there are old but stately homes that are uh, very available for purchase, that a few people have started to move in. And I, I hope it's a, a new area for exploration. Very nice. Do you, do you visit a lot of Jewish communities still around this country or not? Um not not the, to the same degree that I did when I had either of my past professional positions, but uh, you know, occasionally uh, Esther and I are invited for Shabbos to different places, uh, and we do that. And now what we've done is our children have all left us uh, for various. <laughs> you sound the drop bitter. Various. No, 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 no. Uh, the terrible thing is be careful what you teach your children because they listen. Uh, we always told them that not New York is a very good place to live. And uh, so uh, uh, we have two children in Cleveland. Uh, one of my, my sons is the head of school at the Fuchs Mizrahi School. His sister teaches there. Um, and uh, my son-in-law uh, is a, an accountant. And my uh, daughter-in-law is a, a wonderful educator. My son, Nachum, um, your namesake, um, uh, has been in the insurance business, just decided that uh, he wasn't finding it fulfilling enough, and uh, uh, although uh, making a living, uh, wasn't making enough of a killing not to be doing something he loved, so he uh, was recruited and moved out to Los Angeles to be the assistant executive director of the Shalhevet School to learn how to be an executive director and be heaven help us in the Jewish community. So I think Los Angeles is a great place for him to be for two years. <laughs> and, and, my daughter, and my daughter Penny is uh, an educator with Pardes in Jerusalem. All right. And after those so two, yes, we see different communities. And after those two years in LA, you'll be more than happy to welcome them back. Huh? We just went out there. And we went to San Francisco and drove down the Pacific Coast Highway. Oh, that's pretty cool. That was lovely. The high yeah. point was uh, the Hearst Castle. Right. Seeing my grandchildren, not in that order, right. and having our car <laughs> broken into in San Francisco. Oh boy! Losing all our property. So sadly, there's a. There's a gentleman somewhere in San Francisco who has a lovely pair of tefillin that he's putting on. I am sorry to hear that. It happens. It does happen. Um, and, and you you have... It's funny you bring this up because another thing I was thinking about yesterday in preparation for this conversation, you've had a lot of adversity in your life. People may not realize that, that you, you're... First of all, you're an only child, and I don't know if that's something to be called adversity, you, know, one, you can't compare it to any other experience, obviously. But to us in the Jewish community, when we hear only child, we react a certain way. Yeah, my brother thinks it's adversity. <laughs> he does? Because yeah, he's, he's I was an only child and there was no brother. Right, exactly. Um, it's a circumstance. It is what right. it is. I had a lot of love for my parents. And uh, and then by the time you're in high school, mm-hmm. you lose your father? Or? No, junior high school. In junior high school? Junior high, right after my bar mitzvah. So that's a... It was a. It was a. I'm sorry you don't have a couch here for me to lie down. But, <laughs> I was, uh, but I was thinking about this because you know we, we when you come on the air we're always discussing your position and different things and policy you know and we never get an opportunity to talk about what, which is yeah. I think so fascinating to the community you started, that you got to where you got to after a background that some might find very challenging. You know, you started talking about hope. My parents always taught me um, that uh, the world is a blessing that God is in heaven and that uh, we get to live a life and should try to make a difference in it. And, um, and you deal with adversity as it comes 
but um, you know the expression of someone gives you a lemon then make lemonade right. and and I think that was my father's life and it was my, my father was uh, born in Vilna grew up in South Africa uh, traveled the world and then uh, found my mother and had a wonderful romance and uh, and I'm the product and I grew up knowing about that and I grew up uh, with music and with uh, uh, with the sounds of prayer and uh, um, and the sounds of the world um, when I was 12, we took a one-month tour. We were middle class, but they somehow managed, I guess only child, right. took a one-month grand tour of Europe. So I got to see uh, things. At 13, I was going to Israel before my father took ill and died, and we were going to go visit Israel. So, uh, And then after he died, it was sad years, but my mother was a woman of great uh, joy, and uh, the shul community was very important and helpful. Um, and... Uh, uh, but I wanted a life that 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 mattered. I was what not, shul was that at that? It point? was Congregation Sons of Israel in Yonkers, and uh, and I wanted a life. It wasn't boy. What am I going to do and achieve? I think a right. lot of it was uh, get day to day and keep going moving that, forward. And right. at a certain point, you know, am I going to find someone who's going to be a partner for me, right. uh, who will be as special to me as my uh, mother was to my father? And and when your father, when when, when the inevitable happens, right. And now you're faced with that situation. You and your mother uh, obviously grow even closer, if that's possible for a child to grow even closer. But I, I would imagine right. that that happens. Right. And you're looking at each other during those months, those subsequent months, with, with what? With, with, with wondering what tomorrow's going to bring? Or, or, or with the same hope that you just described earlier? What's that like? I, th- I think it was uh, the first time in my life that I learned what you do is take each day at a time and get through my mother was very strong and insisted uh, that I not be a griever. Um, uh, there what was, a blessing, right? Oh, she was, a, she was an unbelievable woman, and uh, uh, she was 41 when she was widowed. Um, I'd come home from school at night, and we'd have dinner together, and uh, we'd uh, uh, watch TV, we'd talk, and there'd be some tears. Um, uh, but the life goes on, and... Uh, uh, and she really did uh, will that 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 I be normal, right? Uh, when you become the head of a prominent national Jewish organization, and then you become the head of one of the great Jewish historic universities in the history of the Jewish people, um, many many situations arise uh, that have become very challenging and are full of adversity. Does this life experience that you just transmit to me and to this audience does it help when when your back's up against the wall and the media and supporters and students and whoever are 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 converging on you and are expressing their dissatisfaction with things that are going on you know there's a story uh, that i often heard about uh, um, a boy who was bothering his parent and wanted him to play and the parent was busy and the parent to divert the boy said look here I'm giving you a puzzle it's a special puzzle sit down and do this puzzle but you should know that this is a unique puzzle because it's a two-sided puzzle he said on one side is a picture of a man and on the other is a map of the whole world and you sit down I don't want to see you till you finish this puzzle the kid takes the puzzle goes away and uh, very quickly comes back and the puzzle's done. Father said, I just gave you a map of the whole world. How could you do it so quickly? He said, it's funny, Dad. You told me it was a two-sided puzzle. So on the other side was a puzzle of just a man. And it's funny. When the man comes together, the whole world falls into place. 
And I think the key is that when you learn to appreciate life and live it and deal, I, I imagine dealing with adversity uh, on a family context uh, made a difference. Um, but um, I think, I, I don't think there was a profound change in me. I was raised by my parents to have good values. Um, I wanted to help make it better. Um, I had the best partner in the world, and we viewed this as a journey together. We weren't intentional in the direction in which we're going. I'm a recovering lawyer, uh, <laughs> and I was a prosecutor in New York. Um, uh, but, uh, but we were guided, and, uh, and that's where we went. So the issues, first of all, the major issue, and I'm sure you know this, is, uh, you know, after all the adversity, you come home. Right. And when you come home, it's, a, uh, it's an island of... Uh, of safety and um, and joy uh, and the, peace. And the other thing is, how do you bring to all these circumstances? And some of them are very hard. Um, a sense of of trust and faith, and knowing that you're probably here for a reason, uh, and uh, and uh, God's way is not just to give you the easy things. Uh, the other thing that's very important is to have people around you who are better than you. Uh, so you don't feel that you're, it's only you. Although, there, of course, there are moments when you feel you're just alone. Um, and, uh, and you move through. It, I, I think maybe if, if my father passing, um, if his death meant something, it's that you sometimes are in the very bottom of the deepest valley and you just move. You just climb. You just climb. And thank God there have been many more vistas than there have been tough climbs. President Richard Joel is with us as we visit Riverdale, New York. And um, this time of year, beginning of the school year, again, your career intertwined with the school year constantly for decades, um, a time of, uh, of the high holidays, and you've expressed more than once on this show how much you enjoy leading Slichos and being part of that whole experience. So tell me how you view this beginning, this season of the year, this time around. You know, there's a, there's a, 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 a Jewish concept in Hebrew called hitchadshut, which is a reflective verb, which means renewal. Right, Chodesh is the word for month. Hitchadshut is renewal. Um, uh, Rosh Hashanah is also the first of the month of Tishrei. And what's hopeful for us is that the moon is new. Mm-hmm. And it's going to wax. And then it's going to wane. And then it's going to disappear. But we know through all our lives that after it disappears, it comes back. So it's a time of saying, how am I part of this renewal? Now, thank God, Esther and I are at a different part of our lives. We, we look back and savor our professional in, in, endeavors. Uh, I'm a professor now enjoying that. And it's not the same kind of pressure we had. Um, as I always tell people, we would do this again in a minute. We just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and um, so we view it as a period. There's, a, there's, there's much more looking at the achievement. Thank God at this moment we have 12 grandchildren. Uh, our youngest child was married this summer. Uh, please God, there are two more on the way. Um, a lot of time is spent figuring out where you can get the best fare to go to which child. Um, uh, we're going to, uh, to Israel for Sukkot to be with Penny for the first time in many, many years. So I look at it and say, this is a, a time when we also keep looking at our deeds and saying, 
what are the opportunities? What were th- opportunities we missed? Uh, how did I not come up to the standards that I would like to live by? And what do I have to do to do it? The normal process of repentance that we uh, that we go through, um, but with a whole lot of hope. I mean, what a what a joy this summer is a vacation to mark my wife's birthday. We rented a 13-bedroom home in the Berkshires, and we spent six days with the 25 people that are our life. And uh, what can you be with that except joyous and and grateful, and yeah, hopeful for the world. I enjoy when uh, people ask me to uh, help them with a project or just uh, ask guidance, which I happily give them as long as they pledge to me that they're not bound to listen to it. Um, <laughs> when asked to speak, uh, I will give speeches, but that's not, you know, it's not part of my business now. And uh, it's gratitude. President Richard Joel is here. Those Berkshire, uh, that Berkshire six days must have been amazing with you at the helm. Must have been a lot of fun. Oh, I certainly was not at the, at the I certainly was not at the helm. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, uh, what can I say? It's it's wonderful to have you here. I think that uh, of all the people that have encouraged me in this endeavor over all these decades, I think you're at the top of the list, well, and I appreciate very that very, very much. But look, we're also not done. We need to be able to keep. We haven't talked uh, anything deep. Uh, well, maybe a little bit, but uh, uh, we need to keep the world um, moving forward. And I think our voices, as we get older, the voices um, uh, might get quieter but not weaker. And uh, I think it's important to guide people who are currently at the helm of institutions. And it's not only up to the helm. It's each and every one of us in our interactions, taking advantage of opportunities and, uh, uh, and using all our wisdom to bring wisdom into a world in need of hope and light. Yeah, no question about it. And uh, we always like to think that there is a lot of hope out there. There is. In addition to all the craziness that we see. And in addition is. to all the challenges that are out there. There is. Look how good you are. You and I are probably as distant on political matters as uh, can be. I hope you've done some tshuva. But in the meantime, we still... Distant on political matters? We still get to be be friends and move forward. Distant on political... Did you grow up in Manhattan? (laughs) (laughs) No. I started by telling you that not New York is a good place to be. I also wonder what it's like... When you, as an insider, know what the Jewish educational scene is all about from elementary school through college, and then you see some of your children pursue that career. Now, I will tell you, and I'll say this before I ask you to answer, I will tell you that I ask myself this question all the time, because I consider myself someone who grew up in Jewish communal life. You know who my father was. So I grew up in Jewish communal life. I obviously have had a lot of experience from a lot of unique angles when it comes to Jewish institutions. Nobody's had the angles that I've had being in this chair. And I always wonder what my reaction will be when some of my children might decide to go in this direction, meaning Jewish communal life. So I always struggle, and I do call it a struggle with this question. Do you struggle with it as you watch it? I I knew from the beginning that our job wasn't to program our children. Um, it was to raise them and to model. And to model not careers but values and how you live and whether the home is filled on Shabbat um, and whether education mattered and ideas mattered. Uh, it's always interesting to me that people tend to gravitate to the same kind of environment. I have no, uh, no children in hedge funds, although it would have been fine with me. Because I don't think what you do 
defines you. Who you are defines you. But the truth is, just like we're sitting here in the shadow of SAR High School, a great educational institution, and uh, and Pizza Block, another great edu- educational <laughs> institution, we've filled our kids with lots of of doings. Um, I I don't know that I realized how much the conversations at our Shabbat table inspired our kids. Um, like any parent, I'm concerned, uh, believe it or not, doing all these wonderful things did not uh, get me to acquire $20 million. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I'm concerned we help our kids as we can, but they don't want our help. They want to build their own lives. Sure. So uh, fully one, two, three, four of the four, uh, five most of them are in Jewish education. I have a son who's a clinical psychologist in Muncie. That probably qualifies as well. Uh, um, and the others are in the helping professions. So I celebrate that. Uh, I don't think everybody should do that. I mean, there's one Shevet Levi and 11 other Shvatim. Uh, right. If God wanted all of us to be in Jewish education, uh, there would have been 12 tribes that did that. Um, but... Uh, but, but but it, our children give us great pleasure because of who they are. And what they do is very nice. And you know what? You have that opportunity, too. But I'm now looking at someone named Daniel Gordon, who's standing here, um, who is like a child to me. I mean, he came uh, uh, when he was a student at Yeshiva University. He became a fellow, a graduate fellow for me. And then he worked in my office and then became my chief of staff. Went on to do wonderful work with NCSY. Uh, and now as a chief of staff in a major corporate setting. And I couldn't be prouder because you get lots of opportunities through life to do good things. And the good he does is is by who he is, not what he does. You used a very good example. Uh, I thank you. I thank you so much. I thank you for coming and for making the effort to be here with us this yes. morning. By the way, I could have said something about Miriam, but she would have just thrown it up at me. Um, well, I would assume she would have Miriam, cut off your microphone. Miriam was, my, <laughs> was and is my oldest daughter's closest friend, right. and I've watched her grow, and I've watched her take advantage in her own loving and strong way of, of growing things. And, and when she important. asked you about taking the job at the Nahum Siegel Network, you said, yes, go for it. You said 100%. Yeah, I really don't care about her. I said nice <laughs> things about her, but I don't care about her. But I care about you because you're a force for light in our world, and you should Thank just you. do it more strongly. And one day you should be able to work indoors. <laughs> Please, God. May I wish you a happy and healthy uh, 578 Oh, <laughs> uh, a, 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 good, a good and wonderful year. A pleasure to be with you. We go to Shim Kramer, who's a great cantor in this area of Riverdale, and his sons with a song called Bowie. You are listening to JM in the AM.